What's going on, Quick Talk World? Josh here. I'm in Boise, Idaho. I have a lot of travel this week and next week and two weeks after that, and my life is crazy, but uh, I'm attending an event with Alex Sharfin, who's been on the podcast, and uh, he is ridiculously amazing, and I made a Facebook post talking about kind of what my thoughts were after going through day one of this event. Now, Alex has built two different companies that did over $100 million. He's had a lot of life experience. It, it, it would take me forever to like actually read his bio, uh, but here's what I was thinking after attending day one. I think you're really going to like this. It's going to encourage you, and I look forward to getting feedback from you guys. Thank you so much. Hey, what's going on? Josh here. I am coming to you from Hotel Wi-Fi, so it might not be very good. And I'm almost done with my trip to Boise, and I wanted to inspire you and encourage you. So I'm going to talk about a couple things. So first of all, there's nowhere to get, and you have already won. Now, many of you know that follow me that me and my family lived in Costa Rica for about a year and a half, or less than a year and a half, but close to that. Hey, Andy. Hey, Chisholm. Hey, Edward. And Todd, what's up? <clears throat> Hopefully you guys can see me okay because the Wi-Fi is horrible here. But here's the deal. When I went to Costa Rica, um, the infrastructure in Costa Rica is pretty bad. And I think, you know, Costa Rica is, is like an elite uh, premium in terms of infrastructure, technology, and like accomplishment. They're like the awesome country in Central America. Panama is really good too, but there's a lot of messes down in Central America. And I practiced Spanish for 18 months before we even moved. And one thing that I learned when I got there was that uh, I learned more. Uh, I learned more being in Costa Rica than I think I contributed to any Costa Rican. So I'd have conversations with people that would do work on our house or people that I met, Costa Ricans. They're called Ticos or Ticas. And uh, I thought I could really help them. Like, hey, you know, you guys got to think capitalistically. You have to, like, there's so much opportunity, you know. You guys just, if you can just figure this out, then you can have this thing and that thing. And that was my heart, and I had, uh, like, my intention was to help people. Uh, but by the end of our duration in Costa Rica, when we moved back to Michigan and bought the Castle House, um, I had learned far more than any, anybody that I helped there. And what I learned was, was that um, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, for example, I'd go to the grocery store, and there'd be people in Costa Rica at the grocery store that would buy two or three eggs, not a carton of eggs, two or three eggs, a little bit of bread, and a, and a few things, and then they go home, and they come back to the grocery store like at night and buy a couple more things for dinner. I thought that was so weird for my Western mindset, right? And, and it was frustrating that the roads are skinny. The electricity would go out in the, in the house that we stayed at, and I'd ask people, like, why is the electricity out? Nothing happened. And they'd say, oh, no, no, it's fine. It, it'll come back on. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, what? wait, no, like, that's not acceptable. Why are you not stressed out right now? You should be so stressed out. The power's out. Like, no, no, it'll, it'll come back on. It'll, it'll come back on. It's all good, right? And so it was like driving me crazy. So as a Westerner who comes from an accomplishment and driven culture, which is in large part small business in America, it was really hard for me to be okay with that. Like my eye would twitch. I'd be like, people would go to the grocery store and they'd drive down the road. They'd stop in the middle of the road and get out literally park their car in the middle of the road. There'd be 37 cars behind them, open their trunk, take their groceries out, drop it off in the house, come back in. <laughs> they did stuff that at first seemed crazy to me. But what I learned was, is that it's super valuable to be content and to be happy. So there's some st statistics out there that say that there's no correlation to happiness 
uh, in money above, I think it's like $72,000 a year in personal income. It might be like 75 or something. But I thought that was in interesting too, because I'm in Russell Brunson's inner circle. I have a lot of friends that make a lot of money, right? Uh, some of you guys think that I make tons of money, right? And our businesses, they do. And I've had a lot of success, but it's nothing compared to the people that I'm like networking with and trying to learn from. And then I talk to them and I have conversations with them and I have people that have kids and they make a, you know, a million dollars a year in personal income. Like that's what they get deposited in their account. And I'm talking to them and they're just, they're the same as the Costa Rican people. Like they have stress, they have worries, they have the same doubts. So if there's no correlation uh, to happiness and income above like $72,000 a year, uh, work really hard to get there. But I can promise you money doesn't buy happiness now, but, but here's the caveat. And Alex Sharfin said this yesterday. I'm in Boise right now at an event. Alex is a genius. He's built two companies over $100 million each. And he said something that shook me, okay? My life's mission, my, my heart, the fire, the reason I'm motivated and driven is because I want to be radically generous. I have a lot of causes I want to give money to. I like to write checks, okay? And Alex said, anybody that says that money doesn't buy happiness hasn't given enough away. My head was like, I have like 13 pages of notes from his presentation and that quote stuck more than anything else. So there's like, there's all these different viewpoints on business. And if you have a small business, you've probably figured out that it's really hard. And, and the common thing that we do as entrepreneurs is we compare ourselves to other people. So no matter where you are in this like fake, you know, progression in your head that you've invented, no matter where you are, there's always people ahead of you and you're going to feel the same. Okay, you're going to feel the same if you're at 2.3 million and you're fantasizing about 10. You're going to feel emotionally, intellectually, chemically the same, stressed out, right, as the person who's just started their business yesterday and they're fantasizing about making $40,000, right? If they could just make 40, my original goal of my first business was to make $500 a week. If I could figure that out, everything would be amazing, right? Let me see the comments. I don't know if this is even coming through, but. What's up, Brandon? <laughs> what up, sucker? That's one of my little buzzwords is what up, sucker. Um, I guess my point is this. My, Tony, uh, my friend Tony Grubmeyer, I'm going to be on his podcast next month. He's been on mine. You guys freaked out when I interviewed him because he's so awesome. He has an eight-figure business, right, which is so magical and mythical. He's got a beautiful family, a beautiful wife. Uh, he's got this great radio voice. He seems like ultra talented. When, when I was talking to him, interviewing him, he was so humble because he had had a period of his life where he was making all this money, buying all the fancy stuff, shiny things. And he, he, like, he almost lost everything. And he was being super authentic and uh, vulnerable when he was talking to me. And one of the things that he said that stuck with me was, Josh, there's nowhere to get. There's nowhere to get. So, if you're having a hard time in business or you're doing great in business, I don't care where you are in business. You need to realize that statistically, you've already won. You're already winning. You're doing it. If you don't have a boss telling you what to do every day, you've already won. If you have kids that look up to you with a little sparkle in their eye because they think you're a superhero, you've already won. If you have a spouse that loves you and supports you, even though you're a wacko, crazy entrepreneur, you've already won. You've already won. Revenue doesn't matter. Revenue is a vanity metric. What it means is like, you don't even know what that means, right? I have friends that have $6 million businesses and are so stressed, right? 
because they're not making money, right? Send Gym, my software company, we're doing millions. We'll do over two million this year. And it's still really stressful because I'm still in the fire of that business. So my personal happiness cannot be correlated. And it's hard to do this, but it cannot be correlated with the outcome or the metric of where your business is. It doesn't make logical sense. There's people in Costa Rica that are happier than me. They're happier than the people that I know in Russell's inner circle, right? And they don't have anything. They go to the store and buy one egg at a time and cook breakfast and then they go back and they're not stressed out. And they have like the biggest life expectancy on any people on earth. I think there's some Japanese cultures that have some really high life expectancy. So I, I just want to encourage you. That That is a huge takeaway. So to recap real quick and then I'll, I'll cut out before my internet does is uh, Tony Grebmeyer said there's nowhere to get. Stop trying to compare yourself to people on Facebook. Stop comparing yourself to people who have totally different situations and environments. And they're in different markets than you. There's nothing to compare anything to. You've already won. The second thing is that Alex Sharfin, who's a genius, he's my buddy. I'm trying to be best friends with him. He's been on my podcast. I talked to him a lot yesterday. He said, uh, anybody that says money does not buy happiness hasn't given enough away. Oh, my God. That blew my mind. So, so don't get too far to the right, too far to the left in terms of your paradigm with your business. Don't think you have to make a bajillion dollars and be fancy and take your cool selfie with your Hummer or your SUV or your Corvette. That's garbage. That's fake. That's not real. Don't get caught up in that. But also don't get caught up in the people who make money are bad. Capitalism's bad, right? Selling is bad. Selling is not bad. Sales, according to my other friend, Myron Golden, is your moral obligation. If you're watching, if you follow me, if you listen to my podcast, if you're watching this video, you're probably a person who actually is a nice human, who does the right thing when no one's looking. Doesn't mean you're perfect, but you do the right thing. You care about people. You put your team ahead of you. You care about your wife, your family, right? If you're that person and you're not pushing hard enough with sales, that is selfish. Russell Brunson told me to my face that I was being selfish. A few months ago, he said, Josh, you're selfish. You're not pushing hard enough. You're not selling hard enough, right? It blew my mind apart. I'm like, holy crap, what are you talking? This guy built a $100 million business in like four years. And he, he was doing that in love to me, right? Because we feel bad or dirty. And here's, here's the, the deal. People say that nice guys finish last, right? A lot of times that's true. I see that with people that I coach and I help. I've had over a thousand phone calls with small businesses that I've personally coached and helped. And a, very commonly is the, the greatest person ever, has integrity, has a heart to serve people. They're super technically competent at whatever they provide, but they, they're terrified to sell their stuff. That's crazy. You're the person that has to sell this stuff. You not selling hard does not keep people from buying. It doesn't keep them from buying, okay? They're just going to buy from someone else. And guess what? There are bad people. There are bad people out there that don't care about their customers. That's not you, but the bad people, they're going to sell really hard. That's crazy. So I'm going to wrap it up. There's nowhere to get. Listen to me. Listen to me. There's nowhere to get, and you've already won. If you have kids and a wife and customers and a community and people and family around you that that respect you, and I promise you that you do, even if your business is tiny, somebody is looking at you. Somebody's looking up to you, and you need to recognize that and realize that you've already won. You're an influencer. Go out and sell your stuff to as many people as possible, but don't try to attach your outcome or the revenue to your own personal happiness. Just choose to be happy right now all by yourself. Take care. God bless. I'll talk to you guys later. I'm getting on an airplane tomorrow. I hate traveling, but it's going to be okay. See you guys next week at the huge convention for everybody that's coming.
Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.